Hello and welcome to the Living in Jesus podcast. My name is Ross O'Hare and I'm your host. And with me today, I've got Tom Price. He is one of the counselors and teachers here at Christian Families Today. And he's also one of the authors and editors of the Living in Jesus workbook. It's nice to have you, Tom. Hey, great to be here, Ross. (laughs) So today we are talking about struggles. Now, it seems like this is a topic that we talk a lot about, not necessarily just you and me, but people in general. As a counseling office, we, on the regular, talk about struggles with people when they come in. But it's a human issue, struggles. Everybody has struggles. Everybody faces them. And so specifically today, we want to talk about how we can deal with struggles. What's an appropriate and healthy and spiritual way to deal with struggles? But before we get to that conversation, we kind of have to define, there's two areas or two things under the struggle umbrella that we have to define first, and the first being burden and the second being temptation. So maybe you can explain the difference between those two. Yeah, Ross. Well, it's funny, as you were introducing this, I thought we even struggled with what to call this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, struggles. Well, the difference between a burden and temptation, well, first of all, temptation is something that comes ultimately from the enemy, Yeah, because he's tempting you to take your eyes off of God, take your eyes off of of who he is and who you really are, and he's going to entice you with the things of the flesh. Yeah, And so he's going to take that temptation, he's going to connect it with some kind of flesh desire you Mm -hmm. may already struggle with. Sure. And then throw that temptation out there, and hopefully that you'll take the bite, you mm-hmm. know, you'll take the temptation and you'll run with it as yeah. if it's your idea. Yeah. So that's a temptation. Yeah. A burden is something that is completely outside of our control. You know, we can't control burdens because burdens, whether it's external or internal, I don't have the resources as a human. I'm mm. not God. I don't have the resources to control the burden. Mm that I might have. It might be an illness. It sure. might be something that's happening at work, something yeah. that's happened with my family, you know, those kind of mm-hmm. things. Uh, I can't control those things. So, it's, yeah, so it's important to know that, obviously, when we struggle in life, it can be internal, external, things we can control, things we can't control. All those things kind of, again, fit under this struggle umbrella, and that's what we're talking about. But the focus we want to have today is how do we deal in a healthy and spiritual way with those struggles? Well, one thing I thought about is when I was uh, 21 years old, and I think I've shared this before, but all of a sudden I'm struck with this idea that I might be a fake Christian. I'm mm-hmm. not real. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a fake. And so at a, at a church camp years ago, I heard a sermon, the Wheat and Tear sermon, mm-hmm. and that started that journey of doubt for me. And I was hoping in that moment that this would be something that would be easy to fix, because I had... I became a Christian when I was 10 years old, Mm. grew up in a Christian home, had some great discipleship, I think, along the way in the sense of following Jesus, you know. uh, I I didn't understand my identity, Mm. but as far as like the Bible stories, you know, I I had all that. And and I did read the Scripture on a pretty regular basis, even though I struggled with that. But uh, leading up to 21, I also began to struggle with some temptations Mm. and some some sin habits that I didn't like and I you know I didn't I didn't want to struggle with them but there they were. Mm. And so now comes heaped on all top of that is this idea that you know what you may not be a a, a true Christian. Right, cuz you're struggling. Cuz I'm struggling. Yeah. And so one of the lies I heard was that real Christians don't struggle the way you struggle. Mm. You should be able to just say a prayer and bounce right back. <laughs> 
And it didn't happen. No. It didn't happen at all. And so this struggle that began at the age of 21, it didn't end until the age of 32, 33. Mm. I mean, that's most of my 20s. Sure, yeah. So, you know, how did you find a way, especially later on, what was the key component here that kind of helped change the landscape for you in dealing with the struggle? Well, there were times in that struggle I remember talking to God and wasn't really sure in those moments knowing that God was talking back to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, looking back now, yes, absolutely, He was talking back to me. You know, he, he was definitely encouraging me. But what I would try to do is I would try to do all the, the religious things that I had learned growing up in church of how to overcome this struggle. Mm-hmm. Reading the Bible more, praying more, you know, serving more, 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 mm-hmm. doing all the mores. Yeah. And it none of it was working. It was all really, I look back, it was my self-effort trying yeah. to yeah. fix it, and I just couldn't fix it. So what ultimately changed? There was a moment in seminary when there was a revival on campus, and there were seminary students who were saved. You know, of course, seminary, right? Who who goes to seminary? (laughs) Christians call the ministry, right? That's right. And now seminary students are being saved, and that just rattled my cage big time. Mm. And my primary way of dealing with the doubt was to not think about it. That was my main coping mechanism. Just don't think about it. If I didn't think about it, then it wasn't a problem I had to deal with. Right. I found myself just living again. Well, I say living. Mm. (laughs) Not really living, but it was the appearance of. Yeah. And now this brings the struggle right in my face. So one day after work, after talking to a seminary student who had experienced salvation in the midst of that, I went home and I basically prayed, God... I'm tired of this struggle. Mm. I've done everything I can think of to make it go away, and I can't make it go away. Mm. So bottom line is, if I die right now and I go to hell, well, that's where I go. Mm. Or if I die and I go to heaven, that's where I go. It's up to you. It's it's not up to me. Mm. Amen. <laughs> that was pretty much my prayer. Yeah. And in that moment, peace like I had not known for a very long time, I mean, just fell on me. Mm. And I can't even explain it. Sure. You know, peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And it was there. And I heard God very clearly say to me, I've been waiting for you to come to this moment mm. where you realized that it was never up to you. Mm. It was always up to me. Yeah. And I chose you, and I'm the one who did the work, not you. Yeah. And I heard him very clearly in that moment, and I thought, wow, all this time I've been striving and striving, and God never wanted me to strive. He wanted me to trust him and rest in him instead of me trying to fix the problem. Yeah, you know, what's amazing about that is I think we can all relate to, the way I view it in my mind is this, this treadmill of trying to live a good, quality, perfect Christian life. You know, sometimes we it just feels like the Christian life is impossible because of, again, the burdens in our lives, the temptations that we all feel. I mean, you know, the, James says we all struggle in many ways. You know, the Bible's even saying, hey, you're all going to struggle. You're going to face trials and tribulations in this life. And yet, most of our initial reaction is, okay, what do I need to do 
to try to fix this? How, you know, what steps A, B, and C do I need to do so that I'm in a better place so I'm not struggling with this or this isn't happening to me anymore? And yet, you know, that's not... Obviously, with your story, that's different. And I can re- resonate because in my story, it's different too. But, you know, what do you think God is doing? What's his role in and while we're struggling? What's God doing right then? Well, God is resting. He's not <laughs> striving. He's not worried. He's not anxious. He's not looking at my life or your life and going, oh, what's going to happen next? Mm. I'm so concerned about this. Mm. Oh, I hope they get it. I hope they understand. God's not a human. Mm. He's a creator of of us, the human. (laughs) And He knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly what we need to know, what we need to experience to get us to that place where we'll rest and trust Him. Yeah, and he, I mean, and you say He's resting. Obviously, He's working in our lives, but He's not fretting over no. anything. Yeah, yeah. And so He's at work in our lives. He's the one that's there, building us up, encouraging us, counseling us through this. Now, um, now that you know you're on this side of the, you know, the struggle and the burden, what do you feel is our role as humans when we are struggling with something? What is it that we should be doing? Well, first of all, we need to know the truth, and the truth comes from God. And even though I read Scripture back during those years of doubt, I wasn't listening. I wasn't really hearing what God's Word was saying to me. Mm. I was looking for the loopholes. I was looking for the, what do I need to do? The list. The list, okay? But God still used all of that. I mean, none of that time was wasted. Yeah, All the reading that I did, none of it was wasted, because God now will bring those scriptures to my mind and give me understanding. Sure. And so I think my role is really to come to a place of just trusting Him, resting in Him, and allowing Him to do what He does best. Hmm. And I know that's hard. You know, if somebody's listening right now going, man, I, I want to do that, and I don't know how to do that. Well, I think about a little kid, you know, and the parent says to the little kid, and the little kid may be worried about something, and Mm -hmm. the parent says, you know what, I've got this, and trust me that we're going to do this, and it's going to happen. And that little kid, and I've seen it so many times, I remember as a kid when my dad said something, and all of a sudden my my worries just go away, and I go back and play because dad's got this. You know, it's it's he's gonna he's gonna make this happen, and it doesn't even occur to me to think about how is dad gonna do this. Yeah, I just because I've seen dad work in the past, I know he's gonna do it again. And so in the same way, God wants us to come to that trusting relationship with Him, where He says, "I've got this." Yeah. And I'm going to do this. The cool part about that, what goes into my mind, is the way, honestly, people are like, yes, okay, I want that. I want to get to that part of the relationship. The amazing part is God's grace is at work in you in that he's using the very struggle that you're going through right now to get you to that place where you will treat him like daddy, father that you trust. Because you won't have any other options, <laughs> right? He gets you to the point where, like you said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I can't tell you how many different areas of my life that I've prayed that to God and just been like, God, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. And then immediately in that moment, something changes, right? And, and it's God's grace that allows us to, to work through all of our own fleshly achieving self-effort methods for us to realize again, hey, okay, man, I can't do this. It can't be me. It has to be you. You know, some of our listeners may be thinking, 
what am I supposed to do in the middle of all this? And of course, it comes back to trust. So for us, our goal is to make the problem go away, whatever the problem is. Sure. Yeah. Every we, human wants it to go away. Yeah. We want it to go away. We want to get back to that place where we're not anxious anymore. We're not, we want to get away from that. We want mm-hmm. rest. And so our goal is to get back to that rest. But God's goal is to teach us to trust Him, mm-hmm. no matter what's going on. Exactly. When couples come in and see me for marriage counseling, a lot of times their goal is to do whatever it takes to fix their marriage. And I tell them, and I said, no, this sounds crazy coming from a Christian counselor, but I'm not here to fix your marriage. Yeah. What God wants you to do is to trust in Him and to let Him lead you and not you try to figure out your own way, your own life. 100%, yeah. And when He leads you, Whatever happens next is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. So if you have a major takeaway for any of our listeners on, you know, everybody deals with struggles, trials, tribulations, what's your takeaway? Well, for me, a huge takeaway was God wanted me to know that in the middle of my struggle that I didn't have to fix anything. Just to echo Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 12, you know, he prayed that a struggle would be taken away from him, Mm -hmm. and God directly said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Mm -hmm. And then that moment, Paul had probably one of the greatest revelations of his life, other than who Jesus is, you know. He says, most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hmm. So the takeaway is that no matter what you're going through, no matter how much is affecting you internally and you just want to get to that place where you're not struggling anymore, God's saying it's okay to be there because I'm working in the middle of that Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do something great in your life and all I'm asking you to do is to trust me, and I got this. Yeah, yeah. I love how you said, "Stop trying to fix it and just let, trust God." I mean, what a, what a powerful way. I mean, even if people dealing with sin, a lot of times it's like we're trying to just change it, tr- fix it, and we got to trust God. Whether it's a struggle, a temptation, burden, doesn't matter. Thanks, Tom. I really appreciate it. That's such great words. And if you have more questions about this, we talk about burdens and temptations in session 18 of the Living in Jesus. And then we're always pointing people back to session 11 as well, which is intimacy with God. The more that we build that close, intimate relationship with God, the more we trust Him and run to Him in these struggles. So again, thanks, Tom. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. And thank you all for listening to this episode of the Living in Jesus podcast, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everyone. We just wanted to let you know that we set up an email address that you can contact us at, and that email address is podcast at cftministry.org. Again, that's podcast at cftministry.org. And we designed it so that you can shoot us your questions, or even if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or go over, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for being a part of this community. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. 
Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless.